and welcome to Honestly Cat, the podcast full of life lessons that empowers, educates and enlightens women everywhere. It's my mission to show you just how gorgeous you are and give you the tools to upgrade and transform all areas of your life. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's Honestly Cat. I'm super duper excited to introduce the original goddess that is Mal Wells. She is author of Goddess Revolution, self-love guru. She's walked the walk herself and she openly talks about her eating disorders and how she's reconciled that part of her. And she's since gone on to coach other women to heal their relationship with food and their bodies. She's now about to launch her second book, which is very exciting. So welcome to you, Mel. Oh, thank you so much, Kat. Thanks for having me on. I don't know if you know, but I um, specialize in helping women with their confidence. And 80% of women in the UK have low self-esteem. What do you attribute that low self-esteem to and what can we do about it? Yeah, it seems to be this inherent um, fear that we are not good enough or that we are not something else enough. Um, and I, and I do believe that is something that we, um, kind of latch onto at quite an early age. And then we seek evidence in the world surrounding us to kind of prove to ourselves that that is true. Um, and so that is, that is what I would say, like the real, like the real attribute that is, you know, the real root of that is. Um, so, I mean, obviously we can start to dismantle our beliefs and dismantle, you know, what we have believed about ourselves to be true, um, that simply isn't. And, you know, I do believe that we are brainwashing ourselves all the time with often quite negative stuff about ourselves. So I really think the key is to brainwash yourself with positive stuff instead, which is hopefully what we're both doing (laughs) for people. (laughs) Exactly. And I know from my experience with working with women, there's quite a lot of fear about dismantling those beliefs. How do you manage that? And what would you say to women who who think, well, yeah, I, I am actually low in confidence, but I'm too scared to go back and find out why and what it is? Yeah, I think that can be scary because, you know, going back into your past and, and kind of looking for that kind of those kind of clues can be quite a daunting um, thing quite a daunting experience um, but often if we don't if we don't find that courage to to go there we're not really going to grow we're not going to grow anywhere um, so I'm a huge believer in stepping out of your comfort zone and you know the way that I um, speak about this like really overcoming these you know beliefs that are not serving you I really do um, liken it to letting an old version of you die and jumping off a cliff because you know when you're going to go through a huge life change or you're going to you know pill off an old version of you for example um an eating disorder or an addiction or a pattern or a behavior that you really want to transform you do feel like you might die because you don't know who you are without without that story without that um you know belief pattern that you've kind of uh, belief system or pattern that you've been holding on to um But you know what? It has to be. You have to find inside you that courage to step into the unknown, Um, because without that, you are you are going to stay exactly where you are. And and that's that's exactly right. It it, it is like a part of you is dying. And I know from my own healing, it's like a grief that you go through. And I notice with some women that they 
that the intensity of the feelings, because obviously we're not used to feeling feelings and we numb them out with whatever it is, shopping, alcohol, whatever our choice is, Mm. it's, it's also educating and showing women, you know what, it's okay to feel. And on the other side of this growth and what feels like a massive breakdown is actually your greatest breakthrough. So it's it's sort of saying, look, don't stop there. It will get messy, but don't stop there, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, a lot of my work and this, you know, this second book, Hungry for More, is really about that. It's about sitting in that void, you know, and really being with whatever that pain is rather than trying to numb it with food. Um, it's like really asking yourself, like, what, like, what is here for me to heal, um, as opposed to just, you know, numbing out and, you know, trying to mask it with food or alcohol or whatever that, whatever that, you know, chosen, chosen vice is. Um, and yeah, like for me, you know, I, I get that this is really hard. I've done it. I've, I've honestly done this work, um, so much and, and this is how I healed all of my stuff with food um, and have made so many big changes in my life by getting really honest with myself and like almost like forcing myself to sit with my own pain instead of trying to distract from it and avoid it, which is, it's difficult to do, but honestly, it is the most incredible thing that you will do for yourself. And that, you know, on the other side is so much goodness, so much freedom, so much truth, um, and the real you, like that's where the real you is on the other side of that. I always say to my clients that healing and life is is like when, when you make that choice, it's like peeling away the layers of the onion that we've surrounded our, our essence or our core with. And I think with the nature of modern society being a quick fix, everyone's like, and I, I have this with the hypnosis, people say, oh, can I just come for one session? Well, Yes, you can. If you're coming for a phobia, there's every chance that it stops after that. But when you're healing something as big as your confidence or relationship with food, Mm. it's important to commit yourself to that journey. And also know that when there's growth and and over the last five years, the, the growth that I've seen in myself, the fact that I'm sitting here and doing this, the fact that I get on stage and talk to other women is huge. And I know and imagine that's the same for you. How do you handle, what would be your coping mechanisms that you use um, when you have a, a crisis of confidence or a, because I know that you've you've gone back to acting. So that must bring up some stuff. You know, I wanted to, I wanted you to share what you do when you have a moment of doubt within yourself so that other women could go, okay, well, Mel's, Mel does that. So maybe that would work for me. Yeah. Do you know what? When I'm scared of something and it brings up that kind of emotion in my body and it, it's, it doesn't feel to me like it feels scary, but I have almost trained myself to recognize that fear is good and that fear is actually showing me where I need to walk towards. So rather than seeing that fear and going, oh my God, that's too scary. I'm going to retreat back into my comfort zone. I'm seeing that as my teacher and almost like my um, my map, <laughs> my sat nav for where I need yeah. to go. Um, and so, yeah, like the, the, you know, for me going back into acting, like when I was an actress, that was where like all of my eating disorders began. And it was just, you know, dreadful, um, very traumatic experience living in that industry. And so for me to kind of realize that I still wanted to actually pursue that creatively for myself, it brought up a lot of emotions, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, all of these kind of old feelings of I'm not good enough. 
um, fear of failure, fear of rejection, um, you know, judgment, judgment, fear of looking stupid. And I, and I recognize all that fear come up. And I, and I literally thought to myself, if this fear is here, it's here for a reason. It's here trying to show me something. And I have to stare at it. And I truly believe when we look at our fears in the face and actually walk towards them boldly, even if we're walking towards them slowly, if we're walking towards yeah. them, then we are going to overcome them. And I, and I truly believe, you know, when we stare at our fears, they actually shrink. And, you know, when we when we ignore them, they get bigger. Um, so, yeah, I'm a huge believer in actually recognizing that that fear is here to teach you something and is here to guide you. Um, and, yeah, I walk towards it. And oftentimes I dare myself and I go, if this is so scary, I dare you to I dare you to do it. Like, I dare you to move towards it um, and summon that courage. You know, there's there's a little thing that I do with my um clients sometimes is ask them to think of someone that they know that is courageous or someone that they know that doesn't give a fuck um or someone that they know that just like boldly kind of goes for it and if it better if it's a part of you better if it's a version of you or you know that you've already done that in your past um and I know that I'm capable of that so I summon that part of me but also I ask my my um my kind of go-to uh warrior inspiration is Wonder Woman and I think to myself well what would she do (laughs) you know and there is a I have another client that you know she says well what would Bridget Jones do because obviously Bridget Jones she doesn't she doesn't care she just goes ahead and does whatever she wants and Mm -hmm. sometimes people laugh at her but she doesn't care she just she just carries on because she just knows who she is um and so yeah that those are like some things that that I do but you know I I really do believe that life is so short um and I can't bear the thought of not living a full a fully expressed life um so you know I I'm a really big believer in walking towards what scares you and overcoming as many obstacles and slaying as many dragons as we can in order to grow Uh, and I'm absolutely with you because we we do only have this life to to make the most of it I believe there's many other lives but it's making the most of what we've got now you mentioned about eating disorders and that that was that you know where you struggled when you were in the acting world Mm. if for somebody listening to this and because I'm talking this week about food and the relationship to our self-esteem if someone's listening to this that suffers with eating disorders where would they begin to reconcile this part of them? Because it can feel really overwhelming initially. Yeah, it can. Um, a good place to start, gosh. Well, I mean... Obviously, read Goddess Revolution. Yeah, I mean, I've written two books on this. So I think it would be great if you could dive into, um, you know, what at least the first book, The Goddess Revolution. Um I mean, it's, it goes such a hard question to answer because every, obviously every eating disorder is completely different. Um, but I mean, a huge, a huge tool that everyone, you know, no matter what your relationship with food is, can kind of tune into themselves and ask, you know, what, uh, what feeling is it that, um, that leads me to this kind of compulsive behavior? Like what feeling is it that leads me to either restrict or weigh myself obsessively or to binge you know what is that feeling 
before that behavior happens. Um, and obviously with, with everyone, this is going to be completely different, um, you know, based on, you know, how long this kind of eating disorder has become ingrained in your identity um, or based on, you know, whether it is binging or whether it is restriction. Um, but in trying to identify the feelings beneath the patterns, um, whether that is anxiety, feelings of disconnection or feelings of um, lack of control or overwhelm, um, try and notice what those are and get to the, get to the bottom of that. Um, another thing that I'm huge on is really dismantling everything in your life that is associated with diet culture. If you truly, truly, truly want to heal this, and I'm not just saying, you know, people that are saying they want to heal it, but actually they just want to cling to it. Um, if you are really, really ready to let this go, you have to be willing to surrender all of these, um, you know, little kind of tricks and tips and, you know, um, attachments that you might have to anything in that diet world. And I'm talking about getting rid of the scales. I'm talking about deleting apps that are for tracking calories or macros. I'm talking about, you know, questioning why you go to the gym like you do, or, you know, what that intention is before your workout, or what that intention is when you are, you know, whatever it is that you, you whatever your patterns are around food. Um, if you're really, really willing to completely surrender this um this you know illness this disorder you have to be willing to give up what you previously have clung to for control um, and honestly that feels like the scariest thing ever it feels like jumping off a cliff but just as we talked about at the start of this you know that is where you're really going to fly that's where you're going to grow and if you don't do that you you are never going to truly heal this Everyone that completely heals an eating disorder goes through that stage, goes through that surrendering all of that bullshit and stepping into the unknown, like letting go of all of those, um, you know, control um, attachments. Yeah, absolutely. So I know all about Goddess Revolution, having re read it, and it's very much about the body and healing your relationship with food. Tell me all about Hungry for More and why it's different and what it's all about. Sure. So Hungry for More goes deeper. It's about understanding our soul's cravings um, and our deeper desires. So it's really identifying like what we are really hungry for on a deeper level. We talk a lot in that book about um, how we do kind of tend to use things externally to numb out of our pain or out of our you know uncomfortable feelings. So it's about digging into what those feelings are trying to tell you um, and living a full up life. You know, I truly believe that when we are binging, when we are like, you know, really going for it with food. It is to mask really a sense of un, um, unfulfillment in life. And I truly believe if we pursue a fulfilled life, whatever that looks like for you, whether that is being more creative, being more adventurous, you know, finding deeper connection with the people around you, um, you know, finding more self-love, whatever that looks like when you pursue a fulfilled life as opposed to you know, trying to constantly fill, fill, fill from the outside in, then I truly believe that we can heal um, you know, all of our patterns, we can heal our lives truly from the inside out. Um, so that is what this book is about. And it, do you have to have read The Goddess Revolution beforehand? Is this a two-step process or can you just pick up Hungry for More on its own? I would say it depends on where you're at on, on your journey, really. Like, I think you could definitely pick up Hungry for More on its own if you are someone that likes to 
you know, go deep and you're already kind of quite into this world of, you know, self-inquiry and self-reflection, then I think that's great. Um, but, you know, if you if you are very, very new to that, then maybe the Goddess Revolution would be a good, you know, entry, entry level um, if you've not kind of done any looking at your own stuff before, um, which can be quite daunting. And how did this book come about? Was it was it just a natural progression for you because you'd healed that relationship with your body and food? And you were like, Do you know what, I I really am looking for to to fulfill my purpose and chase that dream and fulfill my dreams. Mm. How did it how did it come about? Yeah, so basically it came about because I had healed all of my stuff with food and I started realizing that I was limitless. If I had the power to completely transform an addiction like that using, you know, my mindset, what else could I do? Um, and I went on to make some huge changes in my life, um, you know, using the techniques and, and using, you know, what I share in this book. Um, I, you know, I actually, I got a divorce. I moved cities. I actually, you know, traveled the world. I grew my business and I, you know, ended up moving to the other side of the world, actually to Bali for 18 months. You know, I made a lot of big changes in my life that to be frank, would never have been able to do because I didn't have the confidence and self-belief in myself before I healed my eating disorder. So really, um, this book came about because it was through healing my relationship with food that I realized what else was possible in life. Um, and this is also the journey that you know my clients go on. Once they've healed their stuff with food, it opens up this kind of doorway to limitless um, personal and spiritual growth. Um, and that is, you know, that is a very natural next step um, in that journey. So that's what I wanted to share. You've you've talked about in some of your Instagram about that second album syndrome. How does that feel to be, you know, because Goddess Revolution was such a success. How does it feel and what do you actually do to that little voice that's going, oh, you know, th those judgments and how do you manage that? Yeah, it is. It's a bit funny because I'm. I am definitely have felt some nerves. Oh gosh, what if people don't like it as much as the first book? You know, <laughs> and um, do you know what? There's nothing I can do about it. That's not none of my business, really. I've created it because this was this was where I was at, and I wrote this book, and you know, it's it's a chapter of my life, and there's it's very personal. There's a lot of personal stuff in there about my, you know, about my journey, about my you know, not just about with my stuff with food, but about my divorce, about my traveling, like, it's really personal. And it's, it's just a part of my journey. So I just have to accept that, you know what, it's going to reach the people that need to reach it. And it'll speak to the people that it will speak to. And, you know, that's all that's it. There's nothing I can do. It's, a, it's, a, it's a part of my authentic um, expression and my journey. And that's it. Like, it's up to it's up to, you know, it's in the hands of God now. Yeah, the universe will take care of that. Yeah. And I just wanted to ask you, obviously, you've been on a journey of, of healing yourself and making steps towards making you a better person, fulfill, fulfilling your dreams. What would be your go-to tools that you use in a day? Do you meditate? Do you, what do you, you know, what are your tools that you, you use each day? Your, your rituals, I like to call them. Yeah, I love meditation. But to be honest, I've been taking a bit of a break from meditation this last few weeks. And I've been doing a lot of journaling. Um, so I personally at the moment, I'm loving wake up, make myself a coffee and I just journal. And this is before I have looked at anything on my phone. Um, I just like literally free flow, write. Um, and I try and do two or three pages a day. And that feels really good. 
um, for me to do. So that is that is what I do. I'm also huge on goal setting. I do tons of goal setting. Um, you know, I'm really passionate about that. I've literally got the, the flat is covered in post-it notes. <laughs> I was actually going to ask you about those post-it notes because I noticed that Rebecca Campbell does them as well. And I was like, what is the post-it note thing? Because any post-it notes that I have never stick to the wall or anything for very long. Yeah, so I I kind of I've used the post-it note thing when I'm planning out something like a book, like I used it to plan out my book, um, but I also use it to like kind of stick my goals up so I can see them somewhere. So I'll do like you know this month or the next three months or this year, and it's just a good it's just good to see them. Do you know what I mean? It's just good to have a little walk over to where that wall is and just remind yourself of them each day. Um, you know, kind of like a vision board, but but with post-its, <laughs> a less sexy one. Huh? Yeah. A less sexy vision board. Much less sexy. I I actually do have a vision board, but I actually do it online. So I have a separate Instagram account and that is my private uh, vision board just for me. And last question, what would be your like quote that you live, live by? Like an inspirational saying or quote? Oh, so many. Um, I would say the one that's just sprung to my mind is I create my own reality. Yeah, absolutely. And can you just explain that? Because some people, when when I've talked about that before, or actually at the beginning of my journey, before I'd read all about like the deep psychology and how powerful our conscious and subconscious is, I would have gone, what does that mean? Isn't that a load of junk? But actually, it's science. It's not even magic. It's actually science that, that our thoughts create out there. So tell me how you interpret that. Yeah, I mean, for me, that is just a reminder to myself to, first of all, take responsibility for everything that is going on in my life. Um, And, you know, always, like, first and foremost, not be blaming out there, but to be taking responsibility um, for what I have created, and what I have allowed. Um, But also to realize that I am the one designing and creating my life, like it gives me permission that I am making it up as I go. Um, whatever I want to do, I can I can create with my thoughts and obviously my actions. Um, but it basically just reminds me that I am the one in charge, and it's up to me what I make of this life for myself. Um, and you know, we are really writing our own stories every day. Um, so I think that is really empowering for us to to realize. And quite literally writing your own stories with two books now under your belt. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and also for empowering women and sharing your story. I can't wait to read Hungry for More. And I'm sure all the women listening to this will be picking that up. And if they haven't also read Goddess Revolution, I highly recommend that too. Best of luck with the book, Mel. I can't wait to read it. If if it is anything like Goddess Revolution, it's going to be a massive hit. So thank you so much for your time and sharing your wisdom. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Kat. That's it for this week's Honestly Cat podcast. I'm Kat Raincock. Join me for more honest talk from honest women next week. <laughs> <laughs>